0: Richard Case.
1: Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are uh, continuing our series. We've talked about the sacred assembly, uh, particularly aspect of it. And uh, uh, I know you've had a question uh, about it with a family with their son. And uh, we have it with, with a lot of people is... When people are stressful and anxious and worried, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. uh, One of the typical comments, uh, particularly amongst believers, is, well, get over it and just trust God. Right. Uh, And people say, yeah, sure. And we're
2: doing no one any favor by giving that response, by the uh, way.
1: (laughs) Is why you should just trust God. And uh, ultimately you know, is that true? Yes, it is true. It does require us to trust God. That's that's going to be absolutely true um, because the outcomes, the solutions are going to be his solutions and they're not, mm-hmm. they're generally take time right, uh, to work themselves through uh, because our life is based upon walking up the path and, and there's going to have a path and there's time to get resolution. Uh, and by the way, while you're on that path, guess what? Other things come up and other mm-hmm. other issues come up. That's why a lot of people are in what uh, you've described it as stress anxiety or anxiety disorder
3: mm-hmm.
1: because it piles up so much right? that you just can't handle it. It's just,
2: it's just right. overwhelming to They're you. They're overwhelmed and, by and the not, whole thing. Nothing yeah. ever
1: seems to work out and it just keeps getting worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. Particularly as a believer, because we say, well, how come God doesn't fix this? Um, mm-hmm. and he said, Well, um, you have to walk with me mm-hmm. and let me be king and trust that I'm gonna resolve it, but you gotta walk with me to resolve it because and again, if you look at it in a really simple way, is my resolution is is along my path, and you gotta mm-hmm. be walking on my path. And if right. you're walking on your own path, well you're not on my path, and I can't deliver. I can't I can't deliver it to you. So it's kind of that simple in a way, but it's it's very uh, complex. So, um, the admonition is: well, as a believer, you shouldn't be worried. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really help anybody, right? Uh, because it's, and in
2: fact, I'd argue that it hurts people. Yeah. To yeah. because I what I see, and I I don't know if you see this a lot too, but I see a lot of people honestly, pretending, <laughs> pretending that things are okay. And in doing that, they're actually missing the invitation to allow God to bring real healing to it. Right, And so, and, and, and I think there is this pressure, um, not intentional, I think by anybody, but a, a pressure that is put on believers by other believers that we have to just put on a good face and, and say, we're trusting God. And so we, we press it all, you know, we shove it all under the surface and just, okay, I'm trusting him and I keep going. And instead things just build and build and build. And we don't actually see resolution because we're not doing the work of walking with him in it.
1: Right. Right. So we, uh, we are called, uh, to, um, you know, jumpstart the process. Um, and we've talked about this concept of sacred assembly, where we're encouraging people to Uh, either let us, and and you talked about the situation where there's a parent who could actually facilitate that then for their son, Mm -hmm. who's not going to be able to understand any of this per se, or he's not going to call a sacred assembly, but you can. So you can call it for somebody else uh, Mm -hmm. and say, would you be willing for me to come and help you with with that? And usually, by the way, um, my experience has been that most people say say yes. Mm Because you're approaching it with, hey, I, I understand where you are. I really understand right. where you are. Um, and I know it's a difficult place and it's very unpleasant and it's very heavy.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: would you allow me to walk with you mm-hmm. so that we can get some resolution to that? Uh, and by the way, um, I'm telling you up front, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't know the answers, but I know God does. And I can, I can facilitate the process.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, uh, you know, and let's start with would you be willing for me to do it? And most of the time they say I, I kind of would mostly because mm-hmm. they're so under it. They're so heavy. So anybody coming along that says I can, I can provide some solution.
3: Mm-hmm. Generally
1: speaking, they're going to say, okay, so if this parent goes to their son and said, hey, I understand where you are. Um, let's just start here. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do is you're not, you're not laying on them what you should. Right. It's, no, let's just start here. Uh, what? Well, just tell me what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the issue? Okay. Write about that issue. What do you see as the truth about that issue? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll know what to do next. We'll know what to do next. Um, headed toward God's solution. Um, right. And, and that's the cool thing. that uh, That's why God says, I'll call you the repair of the breach because what you're following me in the mm-hmm. process of letting me resolve the breach. <laughs> mm.
3: Um,
1: and you get the privilege of that. So, um, yeah, it's really a beautiful thing that we, we are called to that. And so our sacred assembly is so critical to what I call jumpstart the process because the person, either you who are under the pile, mm-hmm, um, are trying to do this on your own and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Right. Um, and, and you actually can be the one to call the sacred assembly and say, mm-hmm. could you please come and help me um, right. and walk with me? Yep. Uh, get get a, a spouse, get an inner circle uh, and go through these steps. Or like those parents, well, you could call the sacred assembly on behalf of somebody else
3: mm-hmm. and
1: let's start the process. Uh, and right. we talked about the process of, you know, write it down. What's the truth? What's the next step? And once you understand the truth of it, uh, see God says I need to shift everything
3: mm-hmm.
1: from focusing so much on the problem to now focus on my resolution. Right. Uh the healing piece of it. Um so that uh and the and the analogy I and I use this uh, quite a bit. Um, when I was uh actually uh, Linda and I were uh, uh married and had actually we had three children and um I wound up with a severe Pain in my <laughs> my stomach <clears throat> and I go to the hospital i drive I drive myself to the hospital at at uh, like four o'clock in the morning
2: oh, you drove yourself yeah i drove myself to, you know, <laughs> i didn't want to
1: bother Linda, so I drive myself to the hospital <laughs> and uh you know they go and they go through all this uh you know paperwork and
3: mm-hmm. and then
1: finally somebody comes out and then they made this question uh now you're not you're not here you're not here by yourself, right? You didn't drive yourself to the hospital, <laughs> right? You know? Yes. We, we can't, we can't help you. You have to go oh, home. Wow. You have to go home get somebody else to drive you here so that, so that, you know, you're, you're, uh, uh, we, we follow our protocol, you know, which is kind of funny because they're sending me away with, with pain. And so, okay, I get in the car, go home. By the time I get home, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, no. Uh, so uh, I think, yeah, well, it's, it's it went away. Um, I guess it was, I guess it was just bad, bad food or something. So, um, a week later, (laughs) same thing happens, severe, Mm -hmm. severe pain. Uh, so I said, Hey, Linda, (laughs) you're driving me to the hospital. This time,
2: take me, please. (laughs) So they drive me to the
1: hospital. And, um, I remember that they, they had the paperwork on me already. Mm -hmm. So they go to Linda because you know, they, Rich is coming in, severe pain and all that, and they say to him, "Is he is he on drugs? Is that why he's here? Does he need drugs?" You know, uh, my wife says, "No, he's just got a pain." You know? Okay, all right. right. You know, so, so we go through the process of getting admitted, um, and they run tests,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and my pain is getting worse and worse and worse, um, and I mean, so bad. I mean, and I have a high tolerance for pain, but it was. It was, I couldn't even stand it. So while they're doing these tests, they're giving me morphine.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and they load me up with morphine till finally, and literally it took like five doses of it, mm. to, okay, finally I could not have severe pain. So they said, well, we have no clue what the problem is. We're going to put you in the hospital. Uh, and, uh, you know, your wife will come visit you, but you got to go. You got to go stay here. Okay, so I go in the, in the room and... um and they've run ultrasound and a few tests on me, but they don't know what it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm in bed, it's 11 o'clock at night, a surgeon uh, comes in and he says, "Um, I had emergency surgery, I just finished it, Um, you're you're, you're on my list, since Mm -hmm. I'm here, I'm gonna go see what's going on and come back and we'll talk about it. Okay, so he leaves comes back 30 minutes later. It's now 1130. Uh, he says, son, you got two choices. You're going to go to surgery right now or you're going to die in the next hour.
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: I said, I said uh, well, I think I'll pick the first. I think
2: I'll take <laughs> surgery. <laughs>
1: um, and he says, wow. um, he says, your gallbladder mm. uh, is severely infected and it has burst, and it evidently burst, a week or two ago, because you got gangrene, mm. you got gangrene everywhere in your inner cavity, and it's just about ready to break through the peritoneal cavity, and you're done. You're going to be done. It'll, it'll, you'll be, you'll be out just like that. Wow! So we, I got to go. I got to go take care of that right now. Okay, you know. We so he, you know, he, uh, uh, he does, uh, and uh, I have a scar still from here down mm-hmm. to uh, my belly button because mm. he had to pull it apart. And take all of that stuff and
2: clean all of it out.
1: Um, wow! And and he couldn't even get it all. It took him five and a half hours of surgery. Hmm. Um, and then they actually couldn't close the wound because it was still had to be coming out. So I for mm-hmm. a month I'm I'm basically sitting around laying around at home, having the stuff ooze out until it healed all by itself. Because he wow. said he said I can't close it because I'll close more into it. So. So he talked to me um, about, you know, tell me about your history. Tell me, you know, Mm -hmm. did you eat, you know, did you eat a lot of fried food as a kid? You know, yeah. Um, Yeah. Have you eaten a lot of fatty food? You know, yeah. Um, And he he talked about, he said, well, the reason that you got this problem is that um, you've eaten poorly. You know, mm-hmm. probably all your life, For and, most of your life, right? And you right. damaged your, your gallbladder, and it's just getting worse and worse. And you kept eating poorly, and and you overlooked the, any pain you got, and it finally you know burst. Um, okay, so uh, it's your it's your fault. Okay. Uh, now every day comes in. <clears throat>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Now he said that one time. We know the mm-hmm. cause. Co- we know the cause of it. From that point forward. Never again did he say anything about the problem.
2: His mm. question
1: was very simple. How's the healing going?
2: Oh, that's such a great example.
1: How's the healing going? Um, mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling? How, how's this therapy that I'm doing for you working? Um, are you feeling better? Are you good so that I can release mm-hmm. you uh, from uh, the hospital? And then, by the way, you got to keep staying with the healing until it's healed. You
3: mm-hmm. know, don't
1: don't quit early. But he says, never again did he ever talk about, you know, you idiot, look at what you did to yourself. Right. It's like, okay, well, we know that happened. How about the heal? How's the healing going? And so what mm-hmm. God's God says, and he says this in Isaiah 58, is um identify the issue.
3: Mm-hmm
1: we're talking about a yoke, we're talking about a burden, we're talking about uh, anxiety, fear, and worry. He said, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know that. What is it? What's the truth about it? And now I gotta shift you to the healing piece of it, the resolution mm-hmm. piece of it. And that's why he says, stop stop thinking about it and don't point the finger. Mm. Uh, even, even in my case where, yeah, you caused it.
2: Pointing he, at yourself even.
1: He even said, well, what, what good is it gonna do to keep beating yourself up mm-hmm. about it? How about if I just heal you? Um, how about if we go to the healing piece of it? And so God shifts it uh, to the healing piece of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so as we go through the steps, now we are walking with God step by step by step into his wisdom, into his resolution, into his steps of do this and let me do this. And, uh, or it's a heart issue and let me help you with this. And there will be a resolution. We just have to stay with it. Mm-hmm. And so as your those parents, they don't have to provide the answer. They just have to provide the process
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: and call the sacred assembly. Uh, okay, now, uh, he goes into an interesting conversation about this, uh, uh, and he introduces the concept of Sabbath. So, again, start with verse 11. So he reminds us, here's what I'm doing, and then mm-hmm. he introduces this uh, aspect of Sabbath. So go ahead and bring that in. Okay.
2: The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn, your, if you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken.
1: Yeah, so he introduces this uh, interesting concept of uh, the Sabbath Mm -hmm. and um, while I'm bringing resolution Um, I need you to understand something about Sabbath. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because Sabbath, as you include that in the process, uh, brings you to, uh, he's describing there the covenant. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to deliver to you the full covenant, blessed to be a blessing, and it includes this aspect of Sabbath. So let's talk about it at at a couple simple levels. Um, uh, Sabbath, uh, and and we'll get into Leviticus that describes it in detail here, but it's... Uh, a day—it's a time of rest, right? Uh, resting. Um, okay, so think about the simplicity of that. Is you're working, you're going mm-hmm. to work every day. God, by the way, said I. It took me six days to create this, and on the seventh mm-hmm. day, I took a break. I rested. Right. Um, when you take a break from work, for example, um, what do you do? Do
2: things to refresh. Yeah. Usually
1: yeah. Um, you, you stop working
2: mm-hmm.
3: and
1: you go do something else. Uh, you, you, and, and there's something else is a time it, which he describes it is a time of refreshment,
3: mm-hmm. uh, a
1: time of resting from the things that you're involved with. Um, and take right. a, basically take a break. Sabbath is mm-hmm. uh, take a break, focus on, uh, just enjoying me. Um, and then enjoying the day of fellowship mm-hmm. you know, with others by what? Not working,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which means, by the way, and, and uh, we can we can talk a little bit about this is that um, most people these days still work on on Sabbath Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know why? What are you doing? Emails, text, cell phones,
2: using it as a catch up day
1: yeah. often. Uh, work stuff. Um, mm-hmm you're actually still working and you're not breaking, Mm -hmm. you're not taking the break, you know, and God's saying, no, I need you to practice taking a true break and, Mm -hmm. you know, worship, uh, focus on worship, you know, which is a fellowship of worship, Um, hearing God, what I have to speak to you, um, getting you refreshed spiritually, and then enjoying uh, the Mm -hmm. day of rest, and rest is taking a break from your routine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that you go do things, and that doesn't mean you you just sit around and do nothing. Uh, it's do things that are refreshing to you, do things right. that are enjoyable to you. Uh, so it can be going out to dinner. It could even it could even be going to a sporting event together. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's a time where you're just relaxing um, and doing things that are relaxing, uh, particularly around fellowship. Of mm-hmm. you know, are you talking Are you talking to one another? Are you enjoying each other? Uh, And so he says, take a Sabbath. So now in the context of what we've just learned, we're talking about process and a sacred assembly. Uh, The sacred assembly is the process of resolving the issue. Mm
3: -hmm. So yeah,
1: that takes time and energy and focus. Um, And sometimes even intensity of I need to try to understand this. What step are you asking me to take? I'm struggling with taking this step, but I'm going to stay with it mm-hmm. until I do. I'm going to cling to you. And then he introduces the idea of Sabbath uh, in mm-hmm. the middle of that. And so this is what it means is uh, you got to have moments during the process right. of taking a break.
3: Mm. In other words, oh, ta- that's take a break from
1: all of it. Uh, I don't even want you focusing. I don't want you talking about this. Um, I don't want you thinking about this. Uh, no matter where you are in the process mm-hmm. let it lay there for a minute that's that's what sabbath is all about is you let it lay there today and what do you do
2: mm-hmm.
1: you need to pick it up tomorrow right but today take a break
2: and, uh, refresh. and refresh and refocus yeah um,
1: and don't and, and give you got to have yourself these moments uh, and by the way, a Sabbath is at least weekly, and it could be more often than that. But
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when I'm <clears throat> dealing with these uh, situations like I was talking about with this couple, uh, while they're going through the, you know, what's the truth? Uh, what is God saying about this? Where does he want to bring the healing that we just talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, the encouragement is, okay, we're going down the path really well. Hey, how about today or the next couple of days? Take a break from this. Mm-hmm. Take a Sabbath from this. Just relax a little bit. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Don't write about it. Just take a break, and we'll come back to it uh, right. and pick it up again. But you need these moments of refreshment
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to be able to you know, kind of let things, what I call let the air out uh, of the building pressure, and mm-hmm. let it out a little bit, and relax, and then pick it up again. And if you do that right. consistently, you recognize that, oh, life, life is, is going to continue.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This isn't
1: everything that, that controls me. And Although act, it
2: can feel all-encompassing can feel if way. you allow it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and let's go to uh, Leviticus 23, uh, verse 3, and then 25 to twenty five uh, 23 to 25. It describes uh, Sabbath a little bit more. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. Okay,
1: then 25. In the, 23. 25. And
2: the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blast of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord.
1: Okay. So um, he says, he's, he, interesting enough, he describes this uh, in the context of a sacred assembly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that while you're in sacred assembly, and remember, we've described it as uh, gathering together right. to bring focus to an issue by uh, not being distracted with the normal,
3: but okay. we're going to give
1: this attention and that—that's process. We've talked about that, okay? While you're doing that, he says. Oh, by the way, while you're in sacred assembly,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, as as the Lord has, take a day of of rest, a day of refreshment, as unto mm-hmm. God, which is encouraging us that. That's his nature of how life is supposed right. to be, is you need bre- you need breaks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you need to uh, yes, you're you're working in resolution, but while I'm resolving it, give yourself a break. And then when you give yourself a break, you first of all you realize that you know what um, I'm still living, and uh, that worry that fear isn't dominating me because I'm actually enjoying the day mm-hmm. just taking a break by the way. Why? Even as you describe yeah.
2: that, I know I'm um, like, I remember talking to a friend recently about this and they were talking about the real struggle for them in the idea that even though they know they need that break. And so in action, they are carrying out that break. They are unable to sometimes give themselves the mental Sabbath that goes with it. Yes. So while they're physically present in whatever this is that they're experiencing as Sabbath, their mind is still spinning on the rest of it. Yes. Okay. Now, so now, can you now. talk to that yes. a little bit?
1: Well, take that. Um, again, what's the problem? Uh, I'm burdened, mm-hmm. and my mind goes to the burden. And what are you trying to do? Right. Resolve it, resolve it, resolve it. Uh, okay. Uh, the purpose of the sacred assembly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, we're bringing attention to it. We're going to help you through the process. It will get resolved. So we're trying to give you that encouragement.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now, how could I help you take a break? It's really, it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> it's not to say to you, take a break. <laughs>
2: right. Right. <laughs> Or just saying stop thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, because
1: because you can't. See that that's the whole issue of the sacred assembly mm-hmm. is well you can't. You're 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 burdened by this. Uh okay, so mm-hmm. how can I help you take a break? This is really cool. I can take you with me and we're okay. gonna go do something to occupy your time that's going to by definition allow you to do about something different because you're, you're involved with something different.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, I would, if I'm going to help you take a break, uh, um, I, and, and particularly if I know you or I'm going to ask you, uh, what, what kind of things do you enjoy?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: like this or that. I like going to a museum. I like uh, taking a hike. I like skiing. I like golfing. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break, I'm going to invite you to go with me, and we're going to go do what you like doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and now you're you're occupied, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it. Is that your mind is now engaged in something new, mm-hmm. and you're not worried about it so much. Um, and then you you begin to realize, is oh that was that was enjoyable. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's do that more often. Um, and how can I help you? take breaks by being occupied and that, see that when we think of rest this is important um, you know can rest be uh, napping and uh, literally doing nothing yes it can right uh, and by the way that that might be a healthy thing to do uh, is to uh, say I say that to Linda quite a bit hey honey uh, you know I know you're I know you've been weary and a little bit tired hey this afternoon uh, why don't you take a nap um, yeah and give and
2: her I, giving her permission to uh, give herself permission to let do me that. take
1: yeah. I'll, I'll take your dinner, you take a nap, and then we'll come back together after that nap because you need a mm-hmm. quote rest. Uh, just physically you need a rest. Uh, mm-hmm. so that that's that's something that can be included in it, but it's it's usually, and this is the way that I bring refreshment to Linda and she does to me is uh, okay, and and i'll I'll do this. I'll walk into Linda and say, okay, uh, you know, get your coat. Uh, we're getting in the car.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what? Just get in the car. Uh, we're, we're going on a little adventure here. And and so mm-hmm. what happens is I've taken Linda from uh, her focus on my issue
3: mm-hmm. to uh,
1: we're going to go do something different, and we're going to process in a different way, and we're not even going to focus on you uh, working through this issue. Sometimes, sometimes it can be helpful. But, hey, we're just going to go have some fun, and do something completely different. I'm getting you away from your routine, getting you away from your house, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to occupy you with something that by itself is going to bring you refreshment. Mm
3: -hmm. Um,
1: And so what you can do is actually facilitate that with somebody else and say, I'm going to give you Sabbath. Uh, I'm going to help you rest by what? Getting you occupied in something else that's refreshing Mm -hmm. to you. Uh, So it's, it's really interesting. Uh, that uh, it's not a it's not a uh, a statement where well, you should go rest. It's let me help you go rest.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do? Oh, that's it? good.
1: Let me let me let me have you go do something different, or permission to take a, a break, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, take a nap, or you know, sit out sit outside in the patio uh, or by the pool. You you said you like the pool.
2: I love. Uh, yep, that is a so, family go to.
1: Okay, so describe why that can be a time of rest for you. What, what does that pool do for you guys?
2: For us, it's a place of conversation and laughter. Mm-hmm. But just, it, you know, anything can happen when we're sitting by the pool, truly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, um, the re- it's, it's truly just genuine family time together, yeah. you know. And even honestly, it's refreshing to me to go sit by myself yeah. and enjoy a book. And, and just um, the rest of the responsibilities are at bay. And it's just a time to be. Okay. So if you found
1: uh, going out to the pool is restful, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: uh,
1: and and, and let's look at rest equal to refreshing. It's refreshing. um, What you're saying is, well, I stop, see, I stop doing the normal, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and I just go out there and just sitting by the pool with a book. Well, you, Mm -hmm. you don't normally do that inside. Um, no, right. so you get to go do that well that's refreshing to you and mm-hmm. that's a description of an activity that is refreshing because what you've done something different mm-hmm. and he says um, uh, in that verse of Isaiah he said don't do what you want to do
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is focus on your stuff but rather mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relax and I'm going to go do something where I'm not focusing on my stuff mm-hmm. I'm doing something different um, and, and you can facilitate that. So um, he gives us this, this beautiful idea of, and he introduces Sabbath as, you know, get in the habit of doing that, particularly when you're uh, fearful, worried, anxiety, anxiety. He said on top of that, when you start to get to peace, keep up that routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, have Sabbath days, Sundays, particularly be days of refreshment. Right. Um, what is it that you are uniquely geared to with you personally, you and your family, you and your spouse? What are the things that that bring refreshment to you where you aren't occupied
3: mm-hmm. with the
1: routine, the work, the stuff, even, even stuff around the house? But rather, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set that day aside and let it be truly a refreshing period. Now, right. by the way, on top of that, uh, Linda and I learned this early, interesting enough, uh, and we're really good, good at it. Uh, is um, we take quarterly uh, vacations,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and vacation can be a weekend. So when I right. would, when I was working, uh, you know, five days a week, well, we'd leave Friday afternoon and come back Sunday afternoon, uh, and we would just get out of house, right? Uh, and we're just going to go someplace local, uh, maybe travel. If I'm on business, I'll take her with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would take these quarterly breaks. For sure, let's stop our routine, and we're just Mm going to go someplace where we enjoy being, that's stimulating, adventurous, and go do things that just. And we're not going to focus on heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just going to go enjoy each other. And and one thing we can talk about is, hey, how are we doing in our Mm -hmm. relationship? And we can talk about that. Uh, But we're not taking the list of all the things that heavier hearted. Yeah, let's not. We'll get back to that next week. Right. Uh, let's go enjoy that. Uh, and then, by the way, on top of it, we would take annual vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did is we always went by ourselves alone. Mm-hmm. And then we had a separate time where we took the family. Uh, mm. And so we actually always did at least two vacations a year, one for just us to get refreshed. And then we right. t- took the family to have them enjoy. Uh, and what we we try to do, and we still do, is create what we call magical memories
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, of everything we do. We want it to be grand. We want it to be special. And we, all, and we always did it. Um, mm-hmm. And we never worried about it. One thing we did understand, because you can get in the, in the position of, well, I need to save all the money I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't spend it on that. And God said, uh, I want you to spend it on that and enjoy the time during your lifetime to build those memories and now here we are uh, older mm-hmm. with kids and grandkids and guess what what do they talk about those memories right uh, hey son you did well uh, yes you were willing to uh not be greedy and enjoy mm-hmm. life while you went along you know so sabbath is really critical for in the middle of the issue you got one two is getting the habit of weekly doing it around your mm-hmm. sunday worship time and then the day quarterly and then vacations but take take the breaks and then by the way there's a whole thing called sabbatical
3: Mm -hmm. and that's
1: where people take an extended period of time off like i'm gonna leave my work my 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 thing um and i'm gonna just get away from all of it uh, for a period and go do something uh, totally different
3: uh Mm -hmm.
1: so it's it's quite fun uh and let's look at uh as we uh you know kind of finish this little piece of it let's look at a real example Uh, Go to Nehemiah uh, chapter uh, 8, verses 1 through 12. Nehemiah 8, 1 through 12.
2: And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could understand what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattitiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah. Messiah, <laughs> I don't know how to say that, uh, on his right hand, and Pedahiah, Mishael, Malcajai, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Mashulam on his left hand. Boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people for he was above the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God and all the people answered, amen, amen, lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jacob, blah, 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 blah. blah, And the Levites helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. And they read from the book from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading and Nehemiah, who was the governor and Ezra, the priest and scribe and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord, your God, do not mourn or weep for all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people saying, be quiet for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, um, uh, you know, they're in, uh, they've been in distress. Uh, Nehemiah, by the way, was uh, one of the remnant, Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. his family.
1: uh, He was born actually in Babylonia. And um, God's asked him to come back and rebuild the city, start rebuilding the city. The, the temple had already been, been built by Zerubbabel mm-hmm. and actually Ezra, uh, but it was sitting there vacant. Uh, right. So he called Nehemiah and said, come back and begin the restoration process right. because every, interesting enough, in chapter one, it says everybody is in great, great distress right. Uh, worry, fear, and, and anxiety. Nehemiah
2: was in was in great distress when he saw the shape of everything. Yeah, and, like, oh, it man. broke his heart. Whoa, yeah. this
1: is bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so uh, he built a wall, um, and then he said, "Okay, now that that piece is done, mm-hmm.
2: the people
1: are in great distress." Mm-hmm. Okay, son, um, let me take you to the process, and let's get restored here. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what does he do? Call a sacred assembly, right? Uh, what do they do? Let's gather together. And uh, we know what the issue is. Uh, that, mm-hmm. and, and you can read this prior to that chapter eight. It's um, these are all the problems they're having.
3: Mm-hmm. And they're in
1: distress about it, worry, fear, and anxiety. Uh, so, yep, we have these. Um, let's gather together and do what? Let's see what God would say about this. Right. Um, as God starts to speak to them, and they and they helped interpret here's what here's what he says this is how it applies to us mm-hmm. uh, uh, and all we're doing all, all Nehemiah and Ezra did was what let's just go see God let let right. me let me bring you together and you even talked about this as a parent to a child is um it wasn't the people who called the sacred assembly it was Ezra mm-hmm. and Nehemiah okay let me call that to resolve mm-hmm. your stress
2: yeah come on
1: Let's get together let's go hear what god has to say they did let me help you interpret it they did
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, interesting enough <laughs> the reaction uh was what sorrow
2: right the mourning and repentance yeah. really uh,
1: because uh well god's saying this that's not that's not us mm-hmm. uh, and what does ezra and nehemiah say we know yeah R- relax um Everything is now forward.
2: Mm-hmm. We're not
1: going to focus on what you did wrong. Because that's, that's, right. that's where they're sorrowful. Right. Is, man, we haven't done any of this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: look at what we did wrong. And God, and God says, yeah, I, I know. I don't care about that. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. care about that. How about if we just go forward into my resolution
2: mm-hmm. and
1: focus? And what does, he, what does he say to him? Celebrate. Right. I want you to Celebrate. Um, and
2: it's not even resolved yet, and he's still calling for celebration and yeah. anticipation of
1: anticipation is now that yep, you understand that mm-hmm. uh, my my resolution is all that I've just spoken to you. i'm going to bring about the resolution to this, and because of it, uh, uh, he says a couple things one celebrate and and implied here is see is. Uh, and, of course, the, the uh, Isra- Israelis, are, they're really good at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. They know how to celebrate because of the feast. Mm-hmm. Is, yes, uh, it's a uh, uh, an offering of I'm coming to follow you and I come with a contrite heart, but now move into the feast part of it, move into the mm-hmm. celebration part of it, move into the joyful part of it, uh, and do that together. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what he's saying is, Take a Sabbath. That's why we talked about Sabbath. Take a Sabbath Mm -hmm. while you're in this. So it's going to get resolved. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I'm going to instruct you. Believe it. And as we go through it, one thing I'd like you to do is take a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Take a rest. Take a break. Celebrate. Believe it. Reinforce it with each other. And then we'll get into the, the definitions of the resolution as it comes out in a practical way. That now that you understand things, I'm going to start guiding you into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can celebrate that. Uh, so he brings in this aspect of let me let me guide you. Focus on the resolution.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Celebrate and take Sabbath and enjoy it. And then let's go and let me shift everything from your anxiety and fear and worry to trusting I'm bringing the resolution and it's going to be Mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, And Nehemiah is this uh, great example of this is that he understood it. So he didn't say to the people, okay, well, I read the law.
2: Mm -hmm. So I want
1: you to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. You should, you should, you should. What did he do?
2: He simply took them. He read the law to them and let God do the work. (laughs)
1: Let's just go to the word Mm -hmm. and let's see what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I already know what it says, but I'm not here to enforce my idea of what you think I, you should do. Why don't we just hear God? He'll let us know.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: do, do you see what he did? He brought process. Yes, uh, you're right. To the issue is, okay, I know where you are. Yeah, we understand mm-hmm. it. We're not denying
2: that.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: now that we know it, we know the truth about that. Let's go see what God has to say and start walking down his path. So everything mm-hmm. shifted. I mean, look, at, look in, a, in, a, in a, literally one day. They right. went from, from literally days, Morning, days and weeks of, yeah. of mourning and heaviness mm-hmm. to, and it, what did it say they did? They actually, they actually went out and celebrated.
2: right? Like, right. Oh,
1: got it, this is, oh yeah, got it, fantastic. Uh, and it mm-hmm. just shifted in one day, why? Because Nehemiah called the sacred assembly. Mm-hmm. He jump-started the process. Uh, and brought everybody together and that's what we can do for basically if if we're in the position where we understand it Mm -hmm. well then let's let us call the sacred assembly in other words get people around you uh Mm -hmm. that can join you in the process of let's go get this resolved if if uh you're the one that knows that you're helping somebody else well you call the sacred assembly
2: like Mm -hmm. Nehemiah
1: did don't tell them what to do (laughs) (laughs) right uh just let's go. To, let's go through the process uh, mm-hmm. of, of enjoying this uh, and seeing, you know, what God would have to do. Uh, and as we look at that, uh, there's a, a really uh, a cool uh, statement about that. But go to um, uh, Psalm sixty-two eight. I don't know if that's on your list or not. But let's go read that. Psalm sixty-two
2: eight. Let me pull that up real quick.
1: Uh, it's just one thing as part of the process of going to Sabbath and celebration.
2: Okay, hang on just a second, sorry. Here we go. Um, 62.8, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us.
1: Yeah. Um, he's saying that um, uh, when you're heavy-hearted, uh, kind of do what Nehemiah did is where you pour out your heart Mm-hmm. because he's your refuge and your strength. And he releases the focus on the problem and my contribution to that problem,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, guilt or uh, uh, heaviness. And he says, no, call upon God and, and cry out. And that's why in a sacred assembly, um, as I'm talking with people or like uh, your parents are talking to that son, mm-hmm. it's, it's yep, yeah, share with me. Why are you heavy-hearted? And, and, and what you want, you actually want that to come out.
3: Mm-hmm. You want
1: that to be known. And even in Nehemiah, he said, it's, it's good that you're crying out. Because right. he said that they, they mourned. They were mourning. They were mm-hmm. sorrowful. Let's, let's get it on the table. What is that? Okay, now that you're there,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: let's, let's release that. Because everything's now forward. Let's mm-hmm. release that. And go to God's solution, because he says, what? There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus. Come with me. And he says, now that you're back with me, and that's why the sacred assembly is a beautiful way to gather people back. Uh, Welcome back, son. Welcome back, Mm -hmm. daughter. Grab my hand. Let's go. The resolution, how's the healing going? Mm -hmm. Uh, let Let me focus on that. So it's a really beautiful thing of... The whole process is intended to release the heaviness mm-hmm. and get you engaged in something that that by itself releases the heaviness, because you start to realize, hey, I'm I'm going to get to a solution, which is what we actually mm-hmm. need and why we're seeking <laughs> answers. We mm-hmm. we need real answers, so it's it's really pretty cool. Um,
2: I love how he inserts Sabbath right in the middle of that, though, because I think you know one of the things that I see with people. Um, in, you know, and in going into this sort of process is that it can be overwhelming to them. Like, yeah. honestly, they're yes. already overwhelmed. Yes. And so then the idea of them having to press in and actually seek God and do the work that's overwhelming to them. And so just the sweetness of God to say, well, by way, by the way, in the middle of this, I still have Sabbath and refreshment and everything for you. And, and, but that takes intentionality and planning on our part as well. Yes. You know, just like the Israelites gathered manna on the sixth day for the seventh, we we do have to be intentional with the gift of Sabbath. You know.
1: Yeah, and when you say intentional, uh, describe what that means so that you can help everybody uh, see the the necessity of that and what does that look like. When you say intentional, what are you thinking of there? Um,
2: in my mind, when I'm saying that, is it truly? You know, almost needs to be not even almost it needs to be planned for yeah. that that you set aside maybe there are things that you do um you know if you're talking about you'll know, just on a sunday afternoon doing some sort of sabbath activity you may need to have done had your kids do all their homework on saturday yes so that the entire family is free to enjoy this sabbath time you have set apart you know if part of sabbath for you is freedom from cooking and everything else so you plan that you're going to eat out or you cook ahead or you know but some of those things just intentional things that allow you to be free and fully present um in the sabbath to enjoy that refreshment and and refilling yeah you know yeah.
1: and and the intentionality of it is again you're bringing some focus to it so that you're mm-hmm. thinking about talking about what would be enjoyable refreshing for you right on the weekend, and you can process that. So uh, Linda, particularly, is terrific at this, uh, because she'll be thinking about, hey Rich, uh, when we're we're together on Sunday, um, why don't we do these things, because it would really thrill our kid's heart, or our grandson's Mm -hmm. heart, or our granddaughter's heart. Uh, Let's go do this. Um, Or even ask them, hey, what would be thrilling Mm -hmm. for you? Um, And hey, by the way, if we do that, would you, could you get your homework done before that?
2: Right. So that right. you're not
1: under, you're not under, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this, but I got to get back to homework. But
2: I'm distracted. I'm yes, so distracted. Exactly. We got we to
1: gotta provide opportunity to not be distracted
2: and yeah. help people
1: plan that out of, right. uh, can you truly break and have the freedom to break and enjoy the right. break? Um, and that's intentional.
2: Yeah. The other thing that I see as an intentional part is, um, that I think sometimes we can, even in Sabbath, we can get in routine and routine tends to not refresh, right? you know? Um, and so if, if Sabbath always looks the same, a lot of times it, it, begins to not feel like Sabbath, you know? And so I think keeping that fresh, one of the things that I was just thinking, boy, we should get back to this, um, that we did, there was a season, a summer that, um, we had pretty much everybody home. This was when Joshua was in college and, um, Emily had come back to, and it was just a sweet, sweet season. And we, as a family decided we were going to be very intentional with Sabbath, but Sabbath wasn't going to be of our own choosing Mm -hmm. even. And so part of our family practice that summer was we're going to each take time throughout the week to pray about what God wants us to do on Sabbath to get us out of ruts, honestly, of of just doing the same routine or whatever. And we had more fun with the adventures. You know, one week, God would really lay heavy on Emily's heart. This is what you're supposed to go do for Sabbath. And then we'd be praying. Oh yeah. Okay. We can confirm that let's go. And so there were different Sabbath adventures all summer long as God spoke different ideas to everybody and invited us all into the process. And that was a fun way keeping it fresh and honestly learning to listen to him as well. Because sometimes what we think is refreshing is actually not what's going to be refreshing. Yeah,
1: that's good. I love that intentionality. Uh, Well, as we uh, finish our session today, it's uh, be purposeful in calling the sacred assembly uh, and include the idea of Sabbath uh, into the process. Take a break. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't always be so intense. Uh, Yes, we're seeking resolution, but God wants us to Rests from that while he's bringing it. Yeah, there's more to go. Uh, we'll pick it up, you know, tomorrow. Uh, your work can stop. Your your homework can stop. Uh, go do something that's really going to be enjoyable and mm-hmm. refreshing. Um, and you can facilitate that for other people. Uh, to you, you're the one calling the sacred assembly. You're the one that's bringing in the rest. Uh, you're the one that's, that's guiding us uh, to the. God's answer and solution and, and, and make it so that you can either call uh, the process yourself and or you can do it for somebody else. And so uh, as we finish this, this maybe has raised up lots of questions that people might mm-hmm. have about it is, you know, send it to us on the YouTube or questions at com, And we're happy to deal with these specifics. If you've got something specific that you'd like us to bring up, we'd love to talk about it or get back to you on a private level, but we're happy to do that. And uh, we'll continue this discussion further as we go further into now that we're we've seeking God's answer, how do we mm-hmm. get, how do we receive God's answer? And that's, that's what we're going to move into next.
2: Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us today, everyone, and be encouraged. God has so much for each of you. Amen. Um, so hold tight to that. Yes. Um, have a great day and we will see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll
0: see you tomorrow. I'll pick it up again.